Hello, this is Brad. We are Grace Teaching today, and we're going through the uh, epistle that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote in to Ephesians. And so, keep in mind here that epistles is just the Greek word for letter. And uh, the Apostle Paul, uh, they're called the prison epistles um, because when he was in prison, he wrote 13 of them. That's right. The Apostle Paul wrote the prison epistles, um, Galatians, 1 Thessalonians, 2 Thessalonians, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Romans, Philippians, Colossians, Philemon, Titus, 1 Timothy, 2 Timothy, and of course, Ephesians. And that's where we're at today. We're on the second chapter of Ephesians. And we're going through the letter now. Remember, as we go through these 13, we're on Ephesians now. But these are letters. And so when we read them, of course, we're going to read them like we would read a letter. Um, But remember, the focal point of all Scripture, by choice and design, is it's going to point us to Jesus Christ. And so that's Paul's um, aim here. And so let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. And of course, um, this is going to be called Grace in Christ. Let's go ahead and uh, start. Remember, the language of faith is thank you. And so, what was the Apostle Paul's purpose for writing um, the prison epistle to the Ephesians? Well... To put on display the divine plan of God for the world and the completion of this in Christ. And so I want to start out by reading Ephesians chapter 2 verses 1 through 10. Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. Verse 1. Keep in mind the Apostle Paul is addressing the Gentiles in Christ at Ephesus as we are Gentile Christians in Christ as well. And so in verse 2, we'll read there, Ephesians 2, verse 2, You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Verse 3, All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. Ephesians 2, 4 and 5 But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2, verse 6 and 7. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. 
And of course, Ephesians 2, verse 10, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now let's go up to the uh, top of that verse. Let's start with verse 1, and we're just going to go through this real fast. I'm going to give you a little bit of reference verse uh, for each one of these verses and kind of talk a little bit about each one. Um, first of all, I want to set up this testimony and, you know, share this this testimony that my dad, he bought, uh, let me back up a little bit. My dad bought me actually a truck and I went to his car lot and he uh, called me up and he said, uh, you know, I have something here to show you. We went and took a walk and of course he unveiled this truck. It's when I was uh, about 25 years old or so. And I looked at that and I I said, but I don't have no money for that. I don't have a job right now. I'm looking. I'm working part-time, actually. I was working part-time at the time. But uh, what happened was he looked at me like, I don't think you get it. This is a gift. You can't pay for a gift. So what I learned from that is God's grace is free. The language of faith is thank you. And so, of course, the physical things teach us about the spiritual things. But let's take a look at verse 1. And um, what we're going to see there is man's problem, first of all, is we're spiritually dead, separated from God. Okay, and so what, is, what, what do spiritually dead people need? Well, life in Christ. And so that's what Paul is talking about when he says once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. He's talking about who we were before Christ. Romans 5.12 says when Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. And verse 2, let's take a look at that. See, before Christ we were in sin, meaning in Adam. We were sinners. That was our identity, folks. But now, in Christ, we're children of God. John 1, 12, To all who received him, to them who believed in his name, God gave them the right to be called children of God. So as children of God now, um, what shall we say then? Romans 6, verse 1 through 3. Shall we continue in sin? Notice the noun, sin that grace may abound? Certainly not. How shall we who died to sin live any longer in it? Or don't you know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? Notice that the word sin there is in the noun. What Paul is saying here is this. He's saying, what shall we do? Should we continue to identify ourselves as sinners, forgiven sinners? When we're actually children of God in Christ, you see? And so, remember, identity, sinner, that person, that old self Paul talks about, was nailed to a cross. 
So Paul is basically saying here, when he says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin? He's basically saying, shall we continue to identify ourselves as forgiven sinners when we're actually in Christ, children of God? So instead of identifying ourselves as sinners, we identify ourselves as children of God. See, children of God are led by the Spirit. Forgiven sinner is sin, you see, as much as possible. Okay. So verse 3, Ephesians 2, 3. Let's take a look at that. Um, our reference verse... See, before Christ, we lived from human effort. That was our problem. But now when we're in Christ, children of God, Paul says those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. You see, this is what this means when we read Ephesians 2.3. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. You see, and so, but God's great love for us is amazing. And in Ephesians two four and five, we see there that uh, it was grace that saved us. In Ephesians two four five, it was because God's great love for us and His rich mercy, He made us alive together with Christ when we were spiritually dead. This is what it means to be saved by grace. Okay, and so we were raised with Christ. Um, Ephesians 2, 6, and 7. We're going to see there that Paul says, God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So what this means, folks, is that we are seated with Christ right now in heaven at the right hand of the Father. See, we're one spirit with him. You see, if we take a look at this reference verse in Colossians, when the Apostle Paul writes this letter, um, this epistle to the Colossian church in Christ, in chapter 3, verses 1 through 4, he says, Since then you have been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. So when Christ, who is your life, appears, you too appear with him in glory. You see, so the language of faith is thank you. You see, we thank God that we are in Christ, seated at the right hand of him. And we're one spirit with him now. We're here having a spiritual, um, we're spiritual beings here having a human experience. Excuse me. So Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, remember, the language of faith is just thank you. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift from God, not of works, so that no one can boast. So we thank God that we're um, saved by grace. It's like receiving a gift, you know. When you receive a gift from somebody, like when I received that gift, um, that pickup truck from my dad, it was a gift. All he wanted to hear was thank you. And finally, God's masterpiece. I like the way this ends in Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God's prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Um, this word workmanship 
I want to take a look at this real quick. And this is our identity, folks, in Christ. We are a poem. That's right. We are His work of art. When we look at ourselves this way, we begin to understand our incredible value in Christ to God the Father. The Greek word for workmanship is poema, which gives us our English words poem and poetry. Remember, poema means something made, and in context is something made by God himself. And the good works prepared for, for God's children are found when we're spirit led. That's why the Apostle Paul says in Galatians 5.18, those who are led by the Spirit are children of God. 